Celebrate the historic 100th Greeley Stampede, June 23rd through July 4th, featuring concerts, rodeo, carnival, and more. Tickets available at GreeleyStampede.org. This is Mornings with Kale on Northern Colorado's Voice, 1310 KFKA. city of Greeley has decided to convert part of Bittersweet Park back to Bluegrass. The area is near Weld County Veterans and Fallen Officers Memorials and accounts for 5.6 acres of the original 21-acre project. And that decision came with... No small measure of discussion and debate. 708 now. Northern Colorado's Voice, 1031-1310. KFKA, Mornings with Gale, from the Allo Communications Studios. Greeley Mayor John Gates, welcome back to the show. Good morning, Gail. My goodness, what a bittersweet day it is. It is a bittersweet day. <laughs> yes, it is. So I guess news travels, right? <laughs> news news travels, yes. Um Going to uh, certainly miss you, my friend. You've been the consummate professional. You've been my friend for years. I'm proud to con- continue to call you my friend and wish you much success with future endeavors. And something tells me we'll still have a text stream or two every so often. <laughs> a little bit of snark texting, perhaps, that's, as I do with right. the Well County <laughs> Sheriff Steve Reams. Of course. Yes, we're both good at that. You've got to be good at something, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, you are good at a number of things, and I can't <laughs> thank you enough for welcoming me, welcoming me in uh, to the city of Greeley, as so many people throughout Weld County have done. Uh, Greeley, Weld County, my adopted city, and my adopted county will forever be in my heart, but thank you for your devotion, your dedication uh, to the community and your steadfast leadership. And, uh, well, also, chief among all of those attributes, your friendship means so much, Mayor Gates. Thank you. Thank you so much. Couldn't agree with you more. On the flip side, side, my friend. Uh, Absolutely. And I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be around, believe you me. Just uh, keep in mind. I'm always good for a cup of coffee or lunch. Just you know where to find me. There you go. There you go. I got to join the Grumpy Old Men Club. <laughs> you do. Yes, yes you do. We, we would be glad to have you. You're probably not quite grumpy enough for us, but we will We will turn you into somebody grumpy. Uh, with, uh, with Otto the Bull. <laughs> Otto the Bull. <laughs> you got to love it. I loved uh, Gnarly oh, Trombone, uh, Mike Peters' column. Uh, the, what, just popped up last week, I think it was? So many people get mad at him, and it's... It's like he's picked on me for years, and folks, it is just satire. Exactly. It's meant to be humorous in a world where we don't have a lot of humorous news. And uh, uh, more often than not, people say, why does he hate you? I said, he doesn't hate me. He doesn't. He, he has a little fun at my expense, and I'm okay with that. Absolutely. Well, see, I grew up with two much older brothers. I was a bit of an oopsie surprise, uh, and that was the form of affection in my household. I understand that, all the razzing, you know? My brother and sister are 10 and 11 years older than me, so don't think I wasn't picked on. But oh. they, they were terms of endearment at the time. And, uh, mm-hmm. Definitely. So that, Definitely. That's the way we were raised. 
All right. So where do we stand uh, with Bittersweet Park? You hit it uh, right on with the entry. You know, this is one of the more passionate issues I've seen in my years on city council and as mayor. And uh, and I get it. You know, I was completely inundated with <clears throat> calls and emails and people cornering you in the grocery store and, uh, you know, saying what the heck has happened to Bittersweet Park. It looks terrible. And uh, then, conversely, I got a number of people that said, you know, the natural grass is the way to go. It's going to save mowing time. It's going to save water. And probably in the final analysis, there was about an equal number of uh, folks that weighed in on one side or the other. So, I mean, I like to think I can compromise and um, proffered a compromise that uh, suggested we get our two memorials back in some better aesthetic shape. Um, certainly I've heard from some veterans and some law enforcement families, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a good compromise to bring back the bluegrass for, to your point, 5.6 acres of the of the 21-acre park. So simple math is that, you know, 80% of the park will still be bluegrass, but I think we can make the areas where we get all the visitors and the, the more emotional areas like the memorials uh, back to some more aesthetically pleasing grass areas. So um, I think we please some. Uh, council uh, completely bought into that, and uh, by and large, everybody was happy that we came up with that solution. And uh, still getting some email. In fact, I just read one this morning uh, telling us how irresponsible we are. So, you know, it's one of those things, Gail, you try to do the right thing, right. you absolutely do, and you can't please them all. But I, I like the compromise. I think that it's uh, it's going to be the way to go. So, But not everybody agrees with me, and I, I respect that. Now, you've uh, spent 13 years on city council. Yeah. And let's just say with this scenario, my understanding is the intel that you got wasn't all that good. Correct. Yes. Would you like to elaborate on that? <laughs> um, it uh, it was simply a, a, a matter where, you know, city <clears throat> city councils have to be careful that they don't micromanage and they need to stay in their lane. And the fact that a lot of people don't uh, understand is that city council has three direct employees. The city manager, the city attorney, and the municipal judge all work for us. The rest of the employees in the city are managed by the city manager. And does council have some feedback? Certainly so. But I was, uh, as I look back, pretty disappointed in the uh, degree or lack thereof of information that city council got relative to what would happen to Bittersweet Park. And we did, you know, I don't want to suggest there was nothing said. Mm -hmm. There was a very, very short summation. It was when we were in Zoom, you know, one of my favorite times in the world, trying to conduct a meeting with important items on Zoom. And I, for one, um, didn't really grasp what was going to happen at Bittersweet. So when it turned like it did so rapidly and it, you know, it grew so high, Gail, that you could have buried bodies in there. And when I asked at the time, you know, one of the things we can do to appease our citizens is we got to mow this down. And I was told, no, you can't do that with natural grass. you got to let it grow to a certain point. And there was a system to follow. But uh, but I was uh, I was concerned and, and a bit upset that the information that the city council got about Bittersweet, and I'm not talking recent, I'm talking 
you know, two two plus years ago now, probably wasn't what it should have been. But um, it's old news. I'm not going to dwell on it. I mm-hmm. think we've made the best of what to many is a bad situation. And with the 80 percent of the park that's still natural grass, it is true that that will at some point require less mowing and a little less water. And uh, it uh, will turn out fine. It's going to be a long-term project, but it's troubling to many that, you know, that is our trademark park. We did it at another park a couple of years ago uh, that's tucked in a neighborhood and wasn't driven by, you know, tens of thousands of times a day. So um, I think we're going to be fine down the road, but we try to make the best of what we could to, to please as many people as we possibly could. The other thing that doesn't get mentioned a lot with regard to bittersweet is the primary function of redoing bittersweet was the irrigation system had to be redone. So for those that are saying now, well, you're all wasting money, you're doubling back, you're tearing out that grass. To, to some extent, we are tearing out some grass, but the, uh, the the initial focus of the park was to redo the irrigation system, which had to be done regardless whether they had replanted bluegrass or natural grass. So I think we're on the road to seeing a more aesthetically pleasing, bittersweet park, but it's not going to happen as soon as I'd like it to, but it's going to happen. Well, and to your point, and every time I read your park superintendent's name, it puts a big old smile on my face, but when it comes to irrigation, you had Eric Bloomer. I, I just, that is I mean, brilliant that you have Eric, a park superintendent named Eric Bloomer. Eric, he said, Eric, go ahead. Nice. Eric, Eric didn't, didn't make these calls, but, of course, he was involved in the implementation of the bluegrass. But right. Eric, um, so the name Bloomer with parks is great, but um, Eric is, frankly, is one of the finest individuals you'd ever meet. He's, he's gregarious. He's one of those few people you run into that you say, don't you ever have a bad day? But uh, yeah, Eric is uh, Eric's got a great name for for. Well, and to your point about uh, irrigation, he said in a Greeley Trib piece, this option doesn't increase the bluegrass foot, but, uh, footprint considerably, gives us a good stopping point to not have to impact the irrigation. Of course, uh, water always top of mind, right, Mayor Gates? Sure. No, absolutely, it is, and uh, and and we'll be yeah. The bluegrass does take a little more water. Um, to say that I'm not concerned about additional water consumption for 5.6 acres of that park to rebeautify our, our uh, memorials would be an understatement. Yeah, it'd take a little bit more water, but uh, we're water rich. I'm not concerned about it. I wish it would take less, but parks take a lot of water, and we I think we all recognize that. Right. 718 now, Northern Colorado's Voice, 1031-1310, KFKA, Mornings with Gail from the Allo Communications Studios, joined by Greeley Mayor John Gates, also Chief of Security at Greeley Evans School District 6. Hey, I wanted to both congratulate you and uh, ask you about uh, the festivities surrounding the fact that you and your wife, Patty, shared that annual Sonny Mapelli Distinguished Citizen Award for 2020. And I know last time we were talk, you were so enter the snark, so looking forward to making that acceptance speech. <laughs> and uh, and and I did. And we did. I, you know, it's uh, we were so honored to receive that. Um, both my wife and I, especially Patty, um, has done a lot in the community on boards and commissions and nonprofits. And, you know, some people get on boards to um, to 
that in their resumes. And uh, neither Patty or I have ever done that. We're born and raised freely, and we love our community, and we want to have a you know, a little more than a 30,000-foot view, hence we've been so involved. But it's fair to say that neither one of us really um, desire recognition. And it, it was tough to uh, uh, to stand up and receive something mm-hmm. that, you know, you really don't know for sure if you deserve. But um, that being said, we accepted uh, gracefully, and, and we were very proud. I know, as do many, Mayor Gates. It yeah. was well, well deserved. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for all that you've done to welcome me into the community and to, you know, uh, had to prove myself. And I would expect nothing less because it's funny. The way I operate is the way most of Greeley operates. You say what you feel and uh, better be able to back it up. But again, thank you so much for all the conversations, all the friendship over the years. And again, I'm saying, I'm not saying goodbye, just saying farewell for now. I understand. I wish you much success, Gail. We'll talk down the road. Uh, very much going to miss miss you in, in the morning, but we'll connect through other means. So thank you so much for what you've done for our community. It's an honor, John. Uh, give my best to Patty as well. Thanks again. Thank you. Good day to you. And you as well. 721 now, Northern Colorado's Voice, 1031 KFKA. In-depth preps coverage every weekday at 11 with Clark and their coach on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Well, again, a number of local departments uh, participating in the Drug Take Back Day this weekend, according to a piece by Trevor Reed out of the Trib, as Northern Colorado law enforcement will be among uh, those uh, law enforcement entities across the nation operating collection sites for unused or expired prescription medications. Now, the event is set for 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday, unless otherwise noted, Northern Colorado collection sites will include uh, the Greeley Police Department, uh, Sam's Club, Windsor Police Department. Now, uh, their take-packed hours are 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Severance Town Hall, the Johnstown Police Department, Millican Police Department, Heritage Market in Eaton, and uh, Market Street Mart in Keensburg. Now, Medications can be dropped off free as part of a service in partnership with the Drug Enforcement Administration, Needles and Sharps, Mercury, Oxygen Containers, Chemotherapy, Radioactive Substances, Pressurized Canisters, and no, illegal drugs are not accepted. So if you want more information about this, all you have to do is go to DEA Take Back. Dot com. 729 now, Northern Colorado's Voice, 1031-1310-KFKA. Investors, little cautious, little whingy going into the weekend, and the major averages are all lower. Oh, and the Powerball winners include one lucky person, and yes, the tax man. Of course, Keith Weinman, Financial Gravity Colorado, weighs in right around 735. And when it comes to all things markets and indeed 
my heart. Keith Weinman, still the one. Keith Weinman, Financial Gravity, Colorado. Wow. Good morning, Keith. Our song. <laughs> yes, it is. Very nice. Yes, I thought you might appreciate that because it is a bittersweet day today. Yes, it is for you and, and for us. Oh, that's very kind. All right. So moving along, investors cautious going into the weekend. Aren't they always cautious going into the weekend? Sometimes more than others. <laughs> yesterday was an update, but after the close yesterday, Amazon reported a surprise first quarter loss caused by its investment in electric car maker Rivian. Uh, but it also gave indications that the that its situation is going to get more and more competitive in the months and quarters and years ahead. Amazon stock down 10% this morning, 2,891. Then Apple uh, beat estimates on earnings but said supply chain issues could hinder its revenue later in the year. Apple stock down 1% at 163 Tesla is up today, uh, 1.8%. As investors head into the weekend, Gail said they're they're cautious. Well, should be, I would say, because we're being reminded now that threatening nuclear attacks is part of Vladimir Putin's playbook, Mm -hmm. which basically says if I terrify you enough, you'll back down. Now... What stands in the way of, of that becoming reality is the logic of mutually assured destruction. And in reality, NATO's conventional weapon capabilities far outweigh Russia's. Still, analysts say the most important thing right now is that all sides avoid anything that could lead to a misunderstanding. And so that causes investors to take a cautious that backdrop causes investors to go cautious. Well, in case in point, interesting that you kind of honed in on that word misunderstanding because you have any number of uh, military experts and historians who say that's what causes wars, misunderstandings. That's why you have those phone lines open to the Kremlin. Unfortunately, Kremlin isn't answering. Well, the, the fight is in in Ukraine. It, the fight is about Ukraine. And um, however it's resolved, it, sh- it should be resolved there um, and not by big nations attacking each other. Right. I mean, this is just absolutely terrifying and it's despicable, uh, as was mentioned uh, by you had uh, the U.N. uh, secretary uh, visiting Kiev to speak with uh, Zelensky, other officials in Ukraine. And uh, what does Russia do? Uh, They start bombing Kiev as Mm -hmm. uh, the U.N. secretary is leaving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. So it's understandable that investors are cautious, especially on a Friday going into the weekend. And uh, the three major averages are down this morning. The Dow Industrial Average down 153, just shy of a half percent, 33,762. The S&P 500 down 34, um, about eight-tenths of 1%, 4,252. The uh, NASDAQ uh, taking that hit with Amazon and uh Apple uh, down 93, uh, almost 1%, 12,759. 
Uh, yield on the 10-year Treasury, 2.92. The Fed's favorite inflation indicator is the PCE, Personal Consumption Expenditures. The core PCE rose three-tenths of 1% in March for a 5.2% gain over the last 12 months, reaffirming most what most analysts are saying, look for a one-half uh, percent hike from the Fed. After its meeting next week, look for two, uh, another two one-half percent hikes after that in the coming months, and then look for quarter percent hikes until the Fed settles that rate at about three and a half percent, and that will hold until inflation is beaten uh, when it is, and then the Fed will back that down and try to create a soft landing. That would be getting out of this inflation mess without a recession. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil, 106.48, up dollar uh, twelve. One ticket sold in Arizona matched all six numbers of Wednesday night's Powerball drawing. The winner has a choice of getting $473 million in annual payments of about $15 million over the next 29 years, or or what most winners take, one cash payment Lump sum. of $283 million, which would be reduced by $104 million in federal and Arizona state taxes. <laughs> well, that's part of the equation. Uh, yeah, it is. Sure it Uncle is. Sam's always got the handout. So when you're buying For the handout, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you're buying that lottery ticket, remember, unless you're that this big winner, you're saying here, government take my money. Talk about a chicken dinner. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so if that's 182 million, okay, uh, after taxes. Gee, how that, would you ever make ends meet with 182 million? <laughs> okay, so so I I just go back to a basic. Uh, uh, thing that that escapes most of us most of the time. If you take the four hundred seventy three million, um, and and you you take the annuity, you take the thirty years of payments, you're going to get about fifteen million dollars a year for twenty nine years. Okay, now how long are you going to live, and how important is it to you to leave money to your beneficiaries? Now you can't spend all that money, so there'll be money to leave. But well, if you, you can give it a shot. I mean, <laughs> right. But if you pay the taxes and take the $182 million, which you're going to get, you can invest it for income of 10 to $12 million a year and still have the $182 million to leave to your beneficiaries. Okay, but what about the number of stories? I mean, back to your point that you couldn't uh, spend, what, $15 million a year? What about the number of stories? Is it just an urban legend of oh. people who have one I mean, massive sums of money in lottery, and they wind up, after their spending spree, worse than they were before they won. Broke. The, those No joke. Those are real. Yeah. That is very real. Um, and, and so what is, remember, we've covered this. We've said the three things you should do uh, if, if you were a winner like this. First, you should not tell anybody, period. <laughs> period. No exceptions. Not uh, even your wife, your husband. Well, I mean, come on, uh, come on yeah. now. You just said right. anybody. That's pretty categorical. But <laughs> then the two of you have to keep a lid on that. Right. Okay. Then you want to find a financial advisor and an attorney to help you navigate this. In that particular order? Or? <laughs> well, uh, all three things. No, no, the order doesn't matter. You have to do all three. 
Um, and and hopefully that uh, enables you to avoid the disastrous effect that many people have when they are suddenly endowed with riches. Mm. Yeah. All right. See, good advice. Speaking of advice, mm-hmm. um, I, I I leave you with um, a reminder that uh, winning investments are hard to find, are hard to uh, determine, are hard to find. Sometimes holding on to them can be even harder. And in an effort to hold on to winning investments, remember... Don't let the short-term noise <laughs> divert you from your long-term plan. No shortage of a short-term noise. It just no uh, keeps kidding. ramping up. I mean, now we've got the disinformation board created by the Biden administration. You know, isn't it something George that... Orwell must be spinning in his grave. Yeah, now we have Big Sister is watching. Big you. Sister is watching. Exactly. <laughs> and, and and just when... when Elon Musk comes along, and if all goes well, is is going to stop Twitter from censoring us. Now Big Sister is there. Now government's there to censor There's some speculation. Yeah, there's some speculation. Going too far with this? Well, and that was my question to you as well this morning as we talked about this uh, uh, when we opened the show. But uh, there's some speculation that this is in direct response to Elon Musk taking over Twitter. They think we're stupid. They do. They do. Right? How else would they do something like this? Right? It's just incredible. The Ministry of Truth is going to come back to them. Not in the way they would like. (laughs) There's a midterm election coming, and people are angry. That's right. Oh, they are angry. And elections, as we well know, have consequences, both good and bad. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hopefully we'll avoid bad ones and get the good ones there you go all right well as you set aside all of that short-term noise for your long-term benefit well take that same adage and apply it to your retirement years what am i talking about a plan you need a plan in place and of course it stands to reason it's it's mere common sense right that the sooner you get that plan to work for you the more items you'll be able to take off that bucket list i know you've got one well you need to get in touch with Keith Weinman, Financial Gravity, Colorado. You know, just as Gail has said over and over again um, this week, uh, she's not going anywhere. Nope. Uh, she's going to be around, and you'll be hearing from Gail. Um, if Gail's not going anywhere, neither am I. Uh, still at uh, Presidential Wealth, which is now Financial Gravity of Colorado. Financial Gravity, Colorado. And that means I'm available to you to answer your questions. And remember, I love your questions. There is no such thing as a stupid question. Every question that occurs to you is important and needs to be answered in terms that you understand and appreciate. Um, So lay that on me, really. Uh, And you can always, always, always find me. Just go to financialgravityco.com, financialgravityco.com. Phone number is there, email address is there, and I will continue to love, love, love all of your questions. Financialgravityco.com. And it'll also drop little gems on you like this. 
things turn out the best for those who make the best of the way things turn out. Coach John Wooden. There you go. Wow. That's <laughs> a beauty. I love that. Still the one. Keith Weinman, Financial Gravity, Colorado. Thanks so much. 746 now, Northern Colorado's Voice, 1031-1310, KFKA. Everything you need to know about Northern Colorado is on no code now. Weekdays at 9 on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. You do know Clark Johnson, voice of Preps Radio, co-host of Clark and Coach. Heard weekdays right here from 11 to noon. And, of course, host of Preps Week Rewind, Saturday 10 to 11, that I will forever associate ELO with you. <laughs> and, and right back at you, Gail. I'll do, this, I'll do the same with you every day. Man, I, I got to tell you, Gail, this has been a great six years and, um, I know we're going to talk preps in a second, but I wanted to tell you just how much I've enjoyed working with you and how much I've learned from a just an absolute veteran on the radio. I really appreciate everything you've done for me and for the station. Oh, right back to you, Clark, and all of my colleagues as well, because I'm so going to miss you guys. And it's just been an incredible ride. But like I keep saying, it's just, it's farewell. It's not goodbye forever. So, yeah, I don't want to get too maudlin about this because I've been crying all week. So I do want to talk about <laughs> preps with you because there's a lot going on with preps baseball. But thank you so much. I've so enjoyed working with you and all of my colleagues at uh, 103.1. 11310 KFKA, but big preps baseball weekend. Yeah, um, biggest biggest series of the year, and this is what I love. The Patriot League is really the baseball league, the 3A baseball league that we follow the most out here, and uh, we'll we'll cover them through the playoffs like we do each year. Um, Eaton Reds, the you know everybody knows the Eaton Reds baseball story, twelve state championships. It's it's the biggest program in the history of the of the state in any sport is arguably the team to beat right (laughs) yeah always and a defending champion last year well uh biggest series of the year they're number one eaton number two university best two teams in the state they played yesterday in eaton we'll have the broadcast tomorrow uh where university will be at home in Greeley uh tomorrow that's their home and home they call that a home game for the reds and then a home game for the uh, bulldogs but yesterday, the top two teams in the state, uh, they played. University goes out to a 6 nothing lead at Eaton, and you're thinking, uh-oh, the pinstripes are going to lose for the first time in a while here. <laughs> and uh, they came back, Gail. They were down 8-4 to four in the bottom of the seventh inning and uh, scored five runs and walked it off, and the Reds could have come from behind 9-8 victory. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's the third time this year that the number one team in the state looks like they've been beaten in a game and they come back and get you at the end. So uh, once you get the Reds down, you got to put them out. There you go. Yeah, down but not out. And that is really kind of when you look over the years of their success, uh, that's kind of their trademark, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it's just the numbers are gaudy if you look at it. Jim <laughs> Danley was here at Deaton for 44 years and uh, – Todd Hernandez now the coach. I think this is Todd's sixth or seventh year, and uh, they just keep rolling the program through. So um, yeah, Reds are killing it. Um, university, I think it's really interesting too. And you're a baseball fan. I think we have the best hitting team in the state in University, and the best pitching team in the state in uh, in Eaton. So it makes for a 
tremendous game, and we'll have another one. 11 o'clock tomorrow out at uh, Tom Roach Field at University High School. Um, come on out. It was a great crowd in Eden. It looked like a championship-type game yesterday just from the crowd. So I expect a big crowd tomorrow, 11 a.m., our J9 agency's first pitch. Oh, that's going to be just incredible. And you will do the amazing work as our voice of Preps Radio that you always do. Something to look forward to. Headed for a showdown, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Showdown. We could have we could have played showdown today right? by Yolo because we're yeah. headed for one tomorrow. There's no doubt. And the other one, it, you did play an appropriate song for me, though. You played Confusion, and that's most of my life. So <laughs> um, it, it's just perfect. But, well, uh, I think it's uh, the bane of an, any radio host's <laughs> existence, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. If we're not it's, a little bit crazy, we're not doing it right. That's, that's right. absolutely. We're never going to survive unless we get a little crazy, right? All right. So uh, what's coming up today on Clark and the Coach? Yeah, Clark and the Coach. We're going to visit with Walker Martin. He is a uh, the shortstop for the Eaton Reds. He uh, yesterday had a huge game. Not only did he hit the first, and this is weird. The Reds usually season the Reds team will hit ten to fifteen home runs during the season as a team. They haven't hit one. They're still the number one team in the state. They haven't hit a single home run all year. Hmm. So we're kind of going out to their games and saying, okay, we're going to put a pool in here. Uh, throw your numbers in. Who's going to get that Reds first home run? Well, Walker Martin did it yesterday. Um, he blasted one out uh, to get him back in the game, and then he won it with a base hit in the bottom of the seventh inning. So we'll talk to the hero of yesterday's game. He's on his way. He's got one more year. He's just a junior. He's got one more year at Eden, but then he's on his way to play Division One SEC baseball at the University of Arkansas. Oh, doctor. <laughs> yeah, you said <laughs> There you go. All right. Clark Johnson, of course, uh, the veteran uh, voice of uh, Preps Radio, co-host of Clark and the Coach, heard weekdays right here from 11 to noon, and host of Preps Rewind, heard Saturdays from uh, 10 to 11. Clark, fighting back to tears again. Thank you. Thank you for the big part you played in this being such a great ride. Yeah, I really appreciate you, Gail. And uh, just uh, so we don't... uh, we're not going to part ways. Every once in a while, I'll just call you and we'll play a little yellow over the phone and be just fine, okay? Ah, just like the good old days. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Clark, thanks so much. Take good care. 757 now, Northern Colorado's Voice, 103-1-1310, KFKA. The insight you need before making that pick. Listen to Betting Across America with former buff Mike Pritchard, weekdays at 2 on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Alejandro Mayorkas was blasted yesterday over his handling of the southern border crisis by, among others, Congressman Ken Buck, who did not mince words. Congressman Buck joins us at 8.05. ABC News, local news, coming your way, 1310 KFKA Greeley, Loveland. It's 8 o'clock. ABC News, I'm Justin Finch. Former U.S. Marine Trevor Reed spent years in a Russian prison before he was released in a prisoner swap earlier this week. He's getting medical care in Texas, and his mother, Paula Reed, tells ABC News. He's got a long road ahead of him, but his spirits are are good, so we think he's going to be fine. The State Department says it's aware of reports that an American citizen was killed fighting in Ukraine. The family of the 22-year-old former Marine says he was working for a private military contractor. President Biden Thursday said caving to aggression would be more costly as he asked Congress to authorize an additional $33 billion in aid to Ukraine. 
Windy conditions are expected again in the drought-plagued southwest, where wildfires have destroyed more than 160 homes in northeast New Mexico alone. Oklahoma's legislature passed a bill banning most abortions after six weeks of pregnancy, modeled after a Texas law that allows private citizens to sue providers. This is ABC News. You're the one everyone looks to for answers. Come rain or shine, the job must get done. And you're the one who makes it happen. We get you, Jackie in Fresno, putting your employee safety first. And Manny in Chattanooga, whose local Granger team knows him by name. We're here for you and all the ones who get it done. With 24-7 customer support and access to product specialists to help you find what you need. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. I love my Charmin Charmin's Super Mega Roll is six regular rolls in one. Enjoy the go with Charmin.